Okay, good morning. Yesterday was Daf Samach. Today is Daf Samach Aleph, number 61. I couldn't quit all everyone. Still not sure what that means, but it's traditional. Good wishes. <laughs> good wishes, right. It should be a good year. Okay. <laughs> right, good writings. Good. All right. So uh, we're starting off at the uh, bottom of the page on Dafnun Tes Amid Beis, our review. And the Gemara is asking is that uh, basically Rav Nachman said that when you have a wall in your city, and we learn that a city that has only one way in and out, meaning it doesn't go through and through, so then that's a city that even if it's an Ir Shalrabim, even if it's a very lo- a city where there's a large amount of population, still you're allowed to, um, you're allowed to make an Arab in such a city. Um, we just started the review. Uh, anyway, so you're allowed to make a population, you're allowed to, you're allowed to make an Arab in such, a popul- in such a wall. Now the question was, what about if there was a ladder on the other side so you could go out the other way. So does that work or not? Does that qualify? And the Gemara says, uh, Rav Nachman says that it's, it, 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 it doesn't mess up the wall. It's still considered a proper wall. Just because there's ladders, doesn't, like, it's not considered a breach in the wall. It's like, has the advantages of both. So the Gemara wants to know, does Rav Nachman really say that? Because Rav Nachman says the name is Shmuel. That if you have uh, people of a chotzer and people of a merpeset, merpeset is basically a balcony that ha- that opens up into a few houses. So the halach is is that uh, they are allowed to, uh, if they forgot to make the eruv, they're only allowed to uh, be, they're only okay to carry in their own area if there's a daka between the two of them. And a daka we explained is a small opening that's uh, very narrow, short, short. and uh, this way the people of the Merpeset, they created it into like basically delineating it into two separate areas. But it sounds like that in lieu of that, it would be prohibited. Why would it be prohibited to each other? That's Gemara's question. So the Gemara answers that there's a big difference. Over there that's talking about where the Merpeset was not 10 Tfachim high. This was a low balcony. It's just a slightly raised balcony. And therefore, it's considered a contiguous area. And that's the difference. So, the Gemara says, um, if, uh, if that's the case, so then what does it help to make a daka? How does that help it allow it? If you make a daka, it makes it separate areas. Why? The answer is, is that there's a wall in the rest of the area. By the entryway, there's like a 10 amma gap, which normally would qualify as a Pesach. The only thing is, is that, uh, so then by sealing it off, by putting a daka there, that creates it as a sea look, it separates it as a separate area, and therefore it would be a valid, otherwise not. Next thing we talked about is, Rav Yehuda said a statement in the name of Shmuel, if you have a one wall of the city that has a, a, a bunch of ladders climbing up, that many people can go over, up over the wall via the ladders. Does that change the, the status of the city? Does it make, is it considered a breach? Um, and it said, no, it's a, even if it's more than 10 amas wide, it's still considered a proper mechitza. So Rav Bruna asked, um, asked Rav Yudha a question. Um, 
Okay, one second. Rabbi Bruna asked Rav Yudha a question. The question is, is that uh, why, uh, uh, what about what we just saw about this uh, two-story thing? Um, Rav Nachman, uh, so um, um, basically, um, how can Shmuel say that? Doesn't Rav Nachman say that Shmuel, in the name of Shmuel that you have people of the Merpeset and the people of the Chatzar that did, forgot to make an Erev to each other? With each other, so then, if the, only if there's a daka can they separate. Otherwise, not. So Gemara answers, you're right. That's talking about a specific case, like we said before. There's a merpe, the merpeset is not that high; it's less than ten tefachim high. And um, so the Gemara says, then how does the daka help? Because there's a wall on the rest of the area with an opening, a gap of ten amos, and you need the daka to make it considered separate areas. Otherwise, not. Story goes with the people of Kakunoi asked Rav Yosef to help send them somebody, a rabbi, to help set up an Erev. And uh, so he gave them a baye, but he told the baye, look, I want you to go fix up an Erev for them, but make sure that they're not going to start yelling and screaming in the base medrash about the Erev that you did. Meaning, do it, but do it right. Okay. So he went to the city, and it was the type of city that... Uh, was an Irshel Rabin uh, originally, and now it's uh, a circumstance where you can make an Erev. But in that case, you have to always leave an exclusion outside the Erev. Now, obviously, nobody really wants to. It's very annoying to not do an Erev on the entire area. So, what, so he needed to find something that won't really you know, get people in a fit. You know, most of the area will be in the area. So, will be in the Erev. So first he thought that there were these houses that were sort of in the city, but not in the city. They were in the city, but they only had opening to the river, and they were sort of river homes, and they didn't even have an entry, a doorway or opening into the city proper. So he figured that would be a perfect exclusion from my area, because they're anyway not met, you know, don't, don't really work together with the rest of the city. So he figured that's what he'd do, and then he thought about it some more, and he said, wait a second, maybe I can't do that, because... If I, 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 maybe I need to at least be able to include them in the Erev. So he said, mm, all right, what I'm going to have to do is now maybe put in like windows in those houses so they could be an Erev to it because the windows can make it con- potentially contiguous enough that they can access the rest of the city with the windows and then exclude it. <laughs> so that, that's obviously a hassle and a half. So then he thought about it some more, and he said, no, maybe I could, I don't have to put in any windows, because he had a precedent. He looked around, and there was, he, he saw that in the city of Pompidisa, uh, I'm sorry, well, not in Pompidisa, uh, the first uh, case, Rabbi Barvua made an Erev to the entire Mechuza in, in different Mavuyos, and the reason was is because there was these general areas that they all used, that they put their, the, the, their date pits to, f- to feed the animals, and they and each one considered the other one its shiur, even though they anyway didn't have a potential of making an erev to each other. So, so then he says, on this, so therefore I don't have to make the windows. Then he thought about it some more. He says, but wait a second, even though it was all separate erupim, and I said it can't be, they wouldn't be able to make it into a, a, a joint erev, and yet it counts as a, an exclusion. But then he says, but maybe they could make an erev because through the rooftops they were able to access each other, and that is a way that they could be, in a sense, joined together. 
So he says, maybe I better make the windows. And then he thought again, and he said, no, I don't have to make the windows. And the reason why is because the Marba um, Pumpedisa, in Pumpedisa, all he did was leave out a house, a storehouse, and that was considered his exclusion. And, um, and therefore, in the end, he didn't need to make the windows. And he says, aha, now I understand what Rav Yosef meant when he said, make sure they don't yell at you in the base medrash. Because without thinking it all the way thoroughly through, he could have easily messed up. So you got, and this is really a very good insight example of how many, you know, how, how much you have to think into things in order to get to, um, in order to get to the proper psak halacha. Okay. What, what do you mean? Obviously, no, you do see the value of not having to do, the less you have to do, the better it is, but you have to think harder. <laughs> it's not necessarily easier. Okay. Next we saw as a Brysa that there was a, that the, we said, uh, we talked about that it has to be a ir chadasha that needs to be excluded, at least according to the Mishnah. And we said that that was a city, actually, a real city, it's called New City. Ir chadasha okay? Um, and, uh, and then it had 50 dwellers in that city, and that's how much you leave. And that's what they said, that would qualify as a shiur. So they asked, what about a city of Chadasha itself? What's its shiur? So the Gemara says, what, you, what kind of question is that? You can make an erev on the, the Chadasha, and the shiur would be the rest of the city. And the erev on the rest of the city, its shiur would be the Ir Chadasha. So what's the problem? So the Gemara says, no, what about another city that's standalone? But it's the size of 50 durin. Obviously, you can't make an exclusion. Remember, a city shall rabin, that's not, right now shall yakin, because it lost a lot of its population. If all you have is 50 people in the whole city right now, you could make an error, but what? If you have to exclude a 50 dwellers, that's, you have to exclude everybody from the Arab. So it's like putting up an error that nobody can use. What's the point of that? So what, what do you have to exclude? So actually we saw in this halacha, that, um, uh, that basically, Machlokas, um, one opinion is it does need to leave over something, the other one says that you do not in that circumstance because it's too small. Reb um, Shimon was makel and says that it's enough to have only three uh, courtyards with two houses in each of the courtyards, and that's an ex- sufficient exclusion. Rav Chaim Bargur, you see the name of Rav, that that's the Allah, is like Rav Shimon, and Rav Yitzhak says that actually even one house and one chatzer. Um, uh, so the Gemara says, one house and one chatzer is enough. So the Gemara says, no, even one house, be a chatzer achas, even one house in, uh, uh, with one chatzer, so would be good enough. So Abai said to Rav Yosef, this halacha of, of, of so meaning not a chatzer, but even, he doesn't need to be a full, you know, three, six houses. It's good enough one house that you exclude, and that became the Sakalaki. He says, Is that a tradition or is that based on Svara? So he says, What's the difference? He says, You know, it's good. You're supposed to know these things. It's not a song. Okay? Um, anyway, that was the end of that topic. The next thing we talked about, and it's so interesting, we keep, I'm not sure what the pattern is, but we do switch between Eruv Katseros and then we jump to Eruv Tchumen and then we go back and forth. So we just flip between one and the other. So in this Mishnah, it's going on Eruv Tchumen. And it's saying that if, he's standing, if a man's standing in the east and he tells his son, um, make the Eruv for me in the west, or he's standing in the west and he tells his son to make an Eruv for me in the east, so it depends. If 
the distance between him to his house where he's standing, and he may, and he's out that location from before Shabbos is um, is within the two thousand amas. But to the Arab is more than two thousand. Basically, he's allowed to go home, but not to the Arab because the Arab is beyond the area where he is allowed to go because he he has to. You can't make an Arab in a place where you're not allowed to access on you know from where you are. So it can be too far away. So that's the idea. If, if however, he's closer to the Arab than he is to his house, then he's, then his home base will be the Arab, and he's not allowed home. So that's the basic idea over here. Um, also, we saw that if you that you don't put the um, Arab in the ibur shel ear, because if you did that, it really doesn't help you anything. That's basically like not putting an Arab, because that's anyway the area that you would have been allowed to walk anyway. Um, next thing we said that, uh, but it, once you put it outside the tchum, even one amma, then whatever you gain on one side, you start losing on the other side. So first off, the Gemara wanted to know what does it mean east and west. So we thought that what it meant is is that east you're standing to the east of your house, and you tell your son, I want you to put it to the west, um, or you stand to the west of your house and you're telling the, your son you want him to put it to the east. So the question is, I understand the first case that he's closer to his home than he is to his to the Arab that the son put up for him. That makes sense. But how can he be closer to the Arab that the son put up for him than he is to his house if he's to the east of his house and he told his son to put it up on the west? How does that make how does that make any sense? So the Gemara explains. Either east and west doesn't mean he's on the east of the side of the ha- of his house, but it means he's on the east of his son or on the west of his son. So that's the, that's one possibility. Or he could be talking about the house. Question is a diagonal. Maybe um, um, maybe the the difference will be the diagonal. This and you can look at Rashi. Rashi sort of puts the picture of it. You, you stand. You, the the bottom is the south. The the top is the east. I mean, it's the west and east. The area of where the sun put it is within the 2,000, but the home is closer, on the, closer to the western side, but it's very far to the north from where he's standing. So it could be more than 2,000 to his house and less than 2,000 to the Erev, um, even though the Erev is more to the east than the houses. It still works out. Okay. Anyway, um, next thing we talked about is if you put the Erev in the Ibor of the city, so you can put it to Chutz So the Gemara says, Chutz that's not any better because the Tchum is where the Ibor is. Remember, an Ibor is basically just a, an add-on of the city. Like if you have a small structure that's just on the outskirts of the city, beyond the city wall, that extends the city. So it, it's not the Tchum, it's the Ibor that counts. So the Gemara says, you're right, what we meant is the Ibor. Once it's beyond that, then it works. Then we ask, is that how does it help you when it's a little bit beyond, then whatever you gain over here, you lose on the other side. What do you mean? You sometimes can lose, you lose much more on the other side than what you gain over here. Why? I gained only one ama, but um, now I'm, I lost the entire distance on the other side. Uh, and that's what the Gemara's question was. Um, so how, uh, basically, because that's what it says, um, um, basically, once I'm outside the city, then I'm only allowed to go 2,000 from where my home base is, and I can't go in the entire span of the city and 2,000 beyond that, okay? Even 1999, I can't go beyond that, um, because I, I can only go 2,000 from my new base, which ends somewhere in the middle of the city. 
So the Gemara says, you're right, but it depends on the size of the city. In other words, if the city is small enough that my air of wherever it is will be within 2,000 to the end of the city, so then it's all included. And then that city doesn't even take up any space. It's like, it's like my Daladamas. And then I, I can measure beyond the city an additional whatever amount left. So if it's, let's say, a thousand amos to the city, and the city is a thousand amos long, so then I'm allowed an additional one thousand amos beyond the city. And that's what it allows me. However, if, however, it's a, it, it, the city is much bigger, and it's a thousand to the city, but the city is two thousand wide, then I'm only allowed to, then my whole era will only end in the middle of the city in that case. So by me going a little bit outside the city, I'm actually going to be um, limited. So on that, Rav Idi had said this over in the name of Rav Shuman Levi, and then he says, but you know what? This is only Divri Nevius, because where's the Svara in this? I don't understand the difference between the two. On that, Rav says, what do you mean? It's a Mishnah. <laughs> it's the next Mishnah that we're going to get to, that says uh, that the Anshayir Gedol are completely permitted in the Anshayir in the in the Ir Ketana, and the people of the Ir Ketana are not allowed in the Ir Gedola. What's the difference? The Ir Ketana is completely subsumed in the 2000 Amas, so therefore they're allowed not only in the city, but even beyond that, um, to whatever is left over the 2000 Amas. And uh, the people of the big city, uh, the small city, they can, even though they want made an Erev to the big city, their Erev stops at the 2000 mark somewhere in the middle of the big city. So the Gemara says that's not the version that Ravidi had. Ravidi had the other version that it was both cases where the big city and the small city, the small city has, it can go to the big city and the big city can go to the small city. And it's talking about where I put my Erev in an adjoining city that's within 2,000 away. That makes it that my home base is that city. And therefore, the, that's my Dalaramas. And the 2,000 Amas are going to start at the end of the city on the other way, and that's what's going to give me another 2,000 beyond that. And it doesn't matter whether I make my home base, I live in the small city, I make my home base the big city, or I, make, I live in the big city, I make my home base the small city, it extends it beyond the city limits of the other city an additional 2,000 Amas. And that's where we left off. And we'll stop over here for the recording.